Um, my name's Dave Anthony. No, let's start it differently. Well, the way we usually do. Yeah. The fuck is happening? G- guten... Dave. Guten... Um, the regular um, thing. You're listening to The Dollop. E- this is an American history podcast. Each week, I read a story... Uh, from American history to my friend Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. God, you want to look at a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny. Not Gary Gareth. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakey of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle and do what? Pray. No, it's done, my friend. April seventh. Oh boy, nineteen ninety-four. Oh shit. Okay. Is that the right date? Oh well, this is a tough start. I thought it was seventy-four. I'm pretty drunk. Jesus. Should I look it up? Sure. Let's take a little pause. Why don't you tell some people something? Ugh. What? What do you got? I don't have anything. Come on, live in the live in the. Can we uh, can we tell people about the uh, hey? Can we tell people about the book? Yeah, sure. Well, we're doing okay. This is what we'll talk about during the vamp session. Uh, we are doing a book. Oh. The dollop is doing a book. Uh, our book will be out probably this summer. Uh, no, it's it'll be out in 2017. It'll be out in 2017. Yeah, but we'll be done with it this summer. Yeah, and it's going to be pretty great, and we're pretty excited. Yep. And the art so far is fantastic. Oh, and the art. Oh, the art. So great. <laughs> I was showing some of the art to someone the other night, like baby pictures. Yeah. I was like, isn't it amazing? <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> All right. No, it's April 7th, 1994. All righty. FedEx Flight 705, a <laughs> DC-10, was scheduled to depart Memphis, Tennessee for a normal package delivery flight to San Jose, California. <laughs> this is a delicious start. The plane would leave a bit after 3 uh, p.m. in the afternoon. The crew consisted of Captain David Sanders, First Officer Jim Tucker, and Flight Engineer Andy Peterson. I mean, those are the whitest names. Yep, these are, these are the whitest of the whites. I mean, my God. Um... When they got on board, they were surprised to see Auburn Calloway sitting in the flight engineer station in full flight gear doing pre-flight procedures. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it was normal for FedEx employees to jump seat. Now, jump seat is the term uh, that is given to employees who hop on a plane and then they're going to take a trip somewhere. So you. If so if you, you're a FedEx employee, you just hop on a plane and then you can go take a free flight. Basically, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. And so that's a common like thing. That, sure, that would happen. You get on a plane, they'd be a guy, but they're usually not in a flight suit. And it's also weird finding them at the flight engineer's station. I was going to say free flight stuff. All right. Okay. I was going to say uh, this is actually a serious breach of protocol. Okay. But the crew said nothing. Hmm. And Callaway got up without saying a word, giving the seat to the actual flight attendant, a flight engineer, Andy Peterson. Uh, As Peterson went through his normal routine, he found that the circuit breaker for the cockpit voice recorder had been tripped. The circuit? Okay. circuit breaker. So he turned off the circuit breaker. Okay. Uh, So uh, Peterson reset the breaker so the voice recording was functioning again. Okay. 
Aubrey Calloway was employed as a flight engineer for FedEx. He had gone to Stanford University and he had learned to fly in the Navy. But currently he had a problem. <laughs> the company had learned his resume had been embellished. Oh, boy. Overstating his flying experience in the Navy, specifically the reporting of his flight hours. Okay. And FedEx had scheduled a disciplinary hearing, which was to take place the next day. I'm starting to get a little concerned about what he was doing up there. Really? Yeah. No, it'll be fine. Well, maybe he just wants a la- like a flight to just like take his mind off of things. Like you, like if you're maybe in a bad mood, and you go, I'm going to go for a nice drive up in the hills. Right. But it's like that. Right. Well, it isn't like that. <clears throat> so Callaway, Cal- Callaway was looking at a possible term. Termination, and in his mind, he was definitely going to be fired. That's what he thought. Okay. And he thought he was being singled out for being a black man. Okay, well, he was among the three whitest pilots on Earth. Thank you. That's probably why they didn't say shit. They were like, whatever you want, man. Okay, yep. Godspeed, my brother. I shouldn't have said that, sorry. Uh, he He had originally been scheduled to be on this flight. As the flight engineer. Right. But then they found out he was a lying pilot. <laughs> he put the lie and fly. But Callaway and his crew had gone over the maximum number of flying hours by one minute the day before. So he couldn't fly on this day. Okay. Uh, so he did sign himself to, to get in the jump seat, you know, and do that. Okay. So he is supposed to be on the plane, but he was f- formerly supposed to be in the, in the cabin. Right. Uh, okay, so he's now just a passenger, and he went and uh, he strapped himself into the jump seat just outside the cockpit uh, for the takeoff. The plane took off, was being flown by uh, co-pilot Jim Tucker. There was no... Okay. They didn't, yeah. They weren't freaked. They were just like, oh, whatever. He was just playing pilot for a minute. Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't... Uh, and the, the circuit breaker didn't... Uh... He actually left... He actually, the guy, the actual flight engineer left, and then when he came back, the circuit breaker had been flipped again, and he turned it what? again. What? Yeah. Uh, this is, <laughs> okay. Well, you, I, I assume. It's just a now, ghost plane. Now he looks back and regrets. Retrospect. This. Okay. Well, it's good to hear that he can look back, because <laughs> I was starting to worry about what was going to happen. Now, uh, Callaway had prepared for this flight. First, he started rearranging his financial affairs. He had 40000 worth of securities sent to his ex-wife, and he sent her cashier's checks totaling nearly $14,000. They had divorced four years before. They had kids. Uh, he went to uh, FedEx employee benefits, the FedEx Employee Benefits Office and changed the beneficiaries on his $2.5 million life insurance policy. Then he put two claw hammers, two sledge mallets, a knife, and a spear gun into uh, a guitar case and uh, brought it on board the plane. <laughs> Is he Jason Bourne? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Two claw hammers, two sledge ballots, a knife, and a spear gun. <laughs> We're going to get some whales and build a wall. All in a guitar case. What was that movie? Desperado? The Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. This is Desperado. <laughs> uh, he put the guitar case with the crew's luggage. When the plane reached... I didn't know you played guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's in here. Cring, 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 cring. Yeah, there's just like 30 little ones in there. <laughs> Metal ones. No more fucking questions. 
Okay, so the plane reaches cruising altitude about 30 minutes into the flight, and Callaway gets up. Which he's allowed to do now. Yeah. Walks over to his luggage and take it, opens up the guitar case. And you going to play us a little song, Callaway? <laughs> play us a little jam, are you? Takes out a claw hammer. You know any Nirvana? Now, one may wonder why he had a claw hammer and mallets and things of that nature instead of maybe a gun or a machete. Right? I, it's an odd yeah, assortment. Dude, I, what is it? Yes, it's I'm an very. odd assortment of weapons. I'm very puzzled by his plan. Well, when a plane crashes, victims are often cover, uh, covered in blunt trauma wounds from getting hit by things. Whoa. So any wounds from a hammer or a mallet or even a spear gun would be consistent. What is he with a doing? Plane crash. But he. Okay. But, okay. All right. Halloway headed into the cockpit. The crew were looking out the window, and Captain David Sanders pointed to the New Madrid fault line. This is from the voice recorder. Uh, Sanders, you see all those trees there? That's it. Tucker, I know it, but I, I wonder about that. You go when and all the, you know, the stuff over there, you know, where it's flat and you cross over that. And I wondered about that. That's not part of the no vaculite uplift and all that. What's, where, what's, that's further west, isn't it? Sanders, yeah. Uh, Tucker, nines and twos here. Um, Peterson, after takeoff is complete. Do you um, do you live over in Arkansas, Dave? Or no, I live in uh, Fisherville. Ah, Fisherville. Then in parentheses, sounds of hammer blows striking pilots. What the fuck, Peterson? Ow, Tucker. God. Oh shit. Sanders, God Almighty, Peterson, ah, Tucker, what the fuck are you doing? Sanders, God, groan, groan, God Almighty, God, 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 Tucker, get him, get him, get him. Sanders, he's going to kill us. Tucker, get him, Sanders, get him, get him. Peterson, I can't, God. Calloway had entered quietly and then just started swinging. First he hit Peterson with a few blows and then moved to Tucker and hit him repeatedly. When Sanders turned, he saw they were both soaked in blood and slumped in their chairs, and Callaway was now moving towards him. Oh, my God. It's a bad flight, right? Whoa. That's crazy. Callaway swung at Sanders, who deflected some of the blows while others hit him, and then the plane started lurching. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> What? The auto warning system started repeating bank angle, bank angle. So clearly the plane is fucking losing it. And then Tucker and Peterson both somehow recovered enough to get up and started to attack Callaway. Now Callaway suddenly is in the cockpit and he's surrounded by the three guys. So he starts swinging the hammer, right? One at a time, fucking keeping him back. You're just here. This is insane. <laughs> I think I know why you wanted to disable the recording device. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's because of this. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. So the crew was fighting back while the would try to reach down and write the airplane like in a movie. Right. <laughs> Finally, Callaway was forced to retreat from the cockpit. Jesus. 
So these guys are just all bloody. Beaten with hammers. They were talking about, they were talking, but they were like, where do you live again? Yeah, hammer! Hammer! Someone's hammering me! There's nothing worse than a surprise hammering. You, you live in Arkansas? I don't live in... Get, get, get treated like a nail! Treated like a nail. That would have been great if one of the guys just kept yelling, I'm not a nail. I'm not a, I think he thinks we're nails. we're nails! We're not nails! Okay, Sanders, Tucker, and Peterson were now just trying to figure out what the fuck had just happened. Yeah, we all are. Trying to sort of... I mean, they've been hitting the head with a hammer, so generally... <laughs> okay. It doesn't help you with the thinking. Okay, part. so let's just take a minute and let's just think a minute. My head. I'm having trouble thinking. I think I see brain. Okay, listen to me. Okay. So they hadn't really got... I don't so- think he plays the goddamn guitar. <laughs> Did you guys see Desperado? Yeah, I think he desperado the cockpit. So, uh, do you live in Arkansas? By the way, well, I never got an answer on that. that. Do you, where do you yes, live? We're past. That. Oh, you do live there. Yes. You know, I have an aunt, and oh, I Jesus, used to spend every other summer. That time. I'll get to it later. You're right. So, uh, so they're trying to gather their their thoughts, and they didn't have they didn't think the radio yet when Callaway came back. Oh fuck! This time with the spear gun. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, imagine it. Oh god! Now he's got a spear gun. <laughs> What's he got next? A cannon? And he yelled, sit down, sit down. This is a real gun. I'll kill you. Jesus. Both Sanders and Tucker then yelled repeatedly at Peterson to get Callaway. But Peterson was a mess. He was bleeding from a dozen wounds <sighs> on his face and head. He was barely conscious and was unable to actually see Callaway because of all the blood. Oh, my God. But he was able to see the steel of the spear gun, which was very close to his face. That's not good. Calloway just kept yelling that he was going to kill them. Peterson. Then. What? I still don't fully grab- understand his plan. We'll get there. Okay. Peterson then grabbed the weapon and jumped on top of Call- Callaway, or he leaned on him. Either way, he just like put all his weight on he just, him. He just, I'm like, assuming he didn't jump on him. He probably just... He probably just Tyler Durdened him like in Fight Club. <laughs> he probably just blinded him with blood back. <laughs> you like that? Then Sanders jumped into the fight. Meanwhile, Tucker went to control the plane. Oh, good. I'm glad somebody's like, yeah, you know what we need. Even though the right side of his body was no longer moving. All righty. He was paralyzed from blows to the head... With a hammer that had sent parts of his skull into his brain. God. Tucker also knew his two wounded crewmates would not be able to fight off Callaway for very long. Mostly because Callaway was trained in martial arts. God. And they both had new holes in their heads. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They're bringing fists to a guitar fight. That's right. So he did what any badass pilot would do. He pulled the control yoke all the way up to his chest oh. and rolled it to the left. He had just instigated a barrel roll. That's for, amazing. For a DC-10 that was going 400 miles an hour. It, so he's Harrison Ford. <laughs> That's so badass. Oh, yeah. He can't move his left side. Yeah, but he's doing a barrel roll <laughs> in a fucking DC-10. Jesus. Which aren't made to barrel roll. By the way, though, if you have a package on this plane, oh, forget yeah, about it's it. really fucked up. The plane uh, is not designed for a barrel roll. The voice recordings reveal that Peterson and Sanders were shouting, get him, get him, to each other while everyone fought. 
Then the plane rolled. First, the plane went up, and then it rolled, and the three. So when it went up, they 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 all went back into the galley. And then, as it's rolling, they're flying around weightless, and then slamming together in a heap, and then flying around. Yeah, because they're going from like four G's to no G's. Yeah. Wow. And then the plane was upside down at nineteen thousand feet. What? Jesus. Turns out Tucker was an experienced combat flight instructor. Motherfucker's doing his left hand. This dude. I'll do it left-handed. He's Hugh Glass in a cockpit. (laughs) So. Upside down. Yeah, upside down. Now, the air traffic control. Did Jerry Bruckheimer produce this flight? (laughs) Oh, my God. I know, right? (laughs) Bruckheimer should do this. Now, the air traffic controllers are watching all this. Hey, uh, Deez, how we doing up there, FedEx 101? Hey, boys. You boys been drinking a little bit. What's going on up there, guys? I've seen an upside down uh, thing here on my screen. All righty. <laughs> so they desperately start trying to call the crew. Meanwhile, in the galley, the plane's upside down, and the three men are fighting on the ceiling. Jesus Christ, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Calloway hit Sanders in the head with a hammer again. Now, Tucker's plan was to use the G-force to toss them around the plane until he could land. So he knows these guys can't hold them off. Right. So he's just going to keep fucking... Barrel rolling them. Barrel rolling and, and taking left and right and going up and down to, to make them just keep falling all over the place. That's his plan. Uh, so... He kept the plane's flight unpredictable, so Callaway couldn't finish off his attack. He put the plane into a vertical dive, but then realized he couldn't get the throttle. Oh, so he goes sh- to a dive, and he can't slow it down because he suddenly goes, oh, I can't move the right side of my body, and the throttle's over on the right. Oh, sweet God. <laughs> so he's just nosedive. Now he's... It- that is nosedive. Oh, God. Well, what's good, though, is those guys are all like, pressed against the back of the plane. That, that's true. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's like that that ride where you're just like pinned up against the wall. They're probably just still talking shit like, motherfucker, when we get out of here, I'm going to take that hammer and shove it up your ass. So the plane kept accelerating. Honestly, though, do you play guitar? Do you? Are you a guitar guy? Can you play or what? The plane was now going faster than any DC-10 had ever gone. And it was actually not built for this kind of speed. It was going so fast, it, wa- it was going past all the plane's instruments. So Wait. like in a movie, you know, the, 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 it goes like, the plane goes to 500 miles an hour, but it's way, it's like at the top of the dial. Right, There's okay. No more dial. Right, okay, right. The frame, Burying the needle. The frame of the plane would not be able to continue at this speed. So it's creaking and it's doing the whole thing. Somehow Tucker was able to get the plane out of a dive, then use his left hand to reach across and slow the plane down. Then he called air traffic control in Memphis. Hey, how are you guys? Sorry, it took a minute. <laughs> What's up so, on the ground? Uh, how you guys doing? What's up? Hey, Memphis, you still with me? Parentheses, struggling in the background. Uh, un- unintelligible from uh, Tucker, then shouting. Then, listen, hey, center, struggling in the background. Center, give me a heading to Memphis, struggling in the background. Zero, nine, zero, Roger, this is an emergency. Then, unintelligible, struggling in the background. 
from the rear of the plane. Let go of it. Let go of the spear. Jesus. I mean, if you if you're picking up like little stuff, and that's one of the, I think he just said, "Let go of the spear." No, that doesn't. Sound it right. couldn't be. What are you guys? We heard spear. Are we? Are there? Do we have like divers on the scuba divers spear? on the channel? Spear. What spear. do you mean, beer? Must have been beer. They're drunk. They're You're drunk. right, Todd. They're drunk. Uh, Tucker, one zero thousand. Okay, keep me advised. Where's Memphis? Okay, say my direction to Memphis. Just keep me talking, okay? Sanders yells, Jim. Uh, Tucker to Center. Yeah, we need an ambulance and um um, um armed intervention. Uh, unintelligible, loud voice from the rear of the plane. Uh, Peterson yells, put it on autopilot. Tucker, I've got it. Peterson, help, the son of a bitch is biting me. Oh, my God. He's out of hammers. <laughs> He's out of hammers. <laughs> uh, Tucker turned the plane around and headed back while they cleared the runway in Memphis. He took the plane down to 5,000 feet to avoid explosive decompression. In back, Sanders and Peterson kept yelling for Tucker to put it on autopilot and help them. They could barely keep going from all their wounds. So they're like fucking bleeding out. They, uh, and they've been hitting the head I'm a bunch sure. of well, the Well, we, we've been focusing on the cockpit. I mean, in the back of the plane, there is just constant beatings being tossed out. <laughs> uh, I thought Tucker- Coach sucked. <laughs> Tucker continued to roll the plane from side to side to keep Callaway off his feet. He finally got the plane on autopilot and then limped back to see what was happening. There, he saw Peterson was on top of Callaway while Sanders held a spear gun to his throat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's a hero. You're just like, well, you guys have you've coming to America this back. <laughs> Tucker took the gun. And held it on Callaway, and Sanders went to the cabin, buckled, buckled himself in, and got ready to land the plane. <laughs> you know I mean? They were just like, all right, let's fly these packages. <laughs> and I was like, I'm trying to land the plane. Uh, Callaway made one last attempt. He swung wildly at them and then tried to make a break for the cabin while Tucker and Peterson held on to him. So he's just like dragging him across the... <laughs> Callaway then gouged out one of Tucker's eyes. Oh, I thought we were almost done. (laughs) Peterson then handed Tucker a hammer, and he hit Callaway with it, ending the fight. He ripped his eye out? Sanders landed the plane. Well, he gouged it, so he poked it in. (laughs) God, all right. His thumb. Sanders landed the plane as emergency vehicles and security waited. A paramedic quickly boarded and founded the plane completely covered in blood and gore. There was blood from there was blood everywhere. Like the whole cabin, the the whole galley everywhere was just fucking covered in blood. Oh my god. Sanders and Peterson were laying on top of Callaway. Tucker was sitting in the co-pilot's chair shaking. Security handcuffed Callaway and took him away. Well, his FedEx hearing now is going to be way worse. Yeah, he's made it. He's, he's made it a lot worse. It's for gonna. He, he's. I mean, this is another black ball against yeah, him. Yeah, this is like they're they're they, at the hearing. They're like, look, we were actually ready to give you a pass. And we, we were going to say just take some more hours of flying, and then we'll let you be a pilot. But the whole thing about when you try to kill everybody. Yeah, now we have to suspend you two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> 
okay? We don't want to, but you need to learn a lesson. You can't take spears into a plane. And look, in every every have you seen Clockwork Orange? Because we're going to make you watch Castaway. All right. <laughs> this is the prequel to Castaway. The next day, the FBI went to Callaway's apartment to investigate and learned of his plan. He wanted to take control of the plane using blunt force weapons, then crash the plane into FedEx headquarters. Oh, my God. If successful, the company would, would have been ruined, and it would look like they'd all died in an accident. His kids and wife would be taken care of with his life insurance policy, so all would be good. It's a terrible plan. Everyone would have been very suspicious when the plane hit the FedEx bill. On paper. Right. It sounds a little more okay. than <laughs> Because the truth is, in execution, if you can't get the recording thing off, you're fucked. Yeah. If it doesn't, you know, they'll, they'll be able to find the recording and they will know that you were... Yeah. <laughs> you, well, that the so pilots the thing got about beat. the recording thing, so he tripped, he, tripped the, he tripped the breaker, but because it was turned back on, all he would have had to do was fly, I think, 30 minutes. He'd turn it off and then fly 30 minutes and then it would stop. Oh, really? So... He could he could have just waited after he killed them or whatever he was going to do to him. Oh, okay. Um, Jesus. Okay, good plan. So the information found in the apartment was very detailed, including a list of the crew, so uh. he had their names, and a list of his weapons. And he left a will on the bed. I mean, Wait. Yeah. If you leave a will on your bed, yeah, it's all- isn't that a flag for foul play? I feel like it is. As well as leaving a list of the crew well, those, and the all, weapons. All, all, of that, all of that is crazy. It all seems like he didn't cover that base very well. He's on the plane. He's like, I'm sure I put it away. I, did I put all did that I, I? I'm so sure that I put oh, it. Oh, God. I feel like If I didn't. I, 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 I did. I did. I'm just know, getting myself in one of those uh, head spaces. No, I think I left the list of the oh, crew shit. and the weapons God and what I was going to do. And all of my life insurance stuff. <laughs> and I think I left my will on the bed. Oh, well, we're oh, here now. I had that. Picture of the plane with a big cross through it on the wall, and then an arrow pointing down to the FedEx headquarters. And I wrote, I love UPS and blood and feces on the wall. <laughs> I will fly a plane into FedEx oh, headquarters. Man, I feel like I blew it. I should have cleaned. Oh, DHS is never going to hire me. Oh, well, they will, but. They, yeah, they will. <laughs> Uh, so Callaway was... The Postal uh, Service should have turned this into a campaign. Right? We'll just get the shit there. We'll just get it there without all... We don't hire crazy lunatics who have spear access. Post office, no hammers. Post office. Post office. Our employees don't bludgeon other employees with hammers. Well, uh... Okay, never mind. All right, actually, we're just as bad. Callaway pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity... And the judge was like, yeah, no. That's- no, buddy. No. The jury convicted him uh, on a, of a two-count <laughs> indictment of attempted aircraft piracy and interference of flight operations, and he was sentenced to life in prison with no parole. He is currently in a federal penitentiary in Victorville, California. You know who else is in prison in Victorville? The guys from the Pendragon episode. <laughs> Dude, imagine if they're playing dominoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were going to put a laser up on top of a mountain and have our own kingdom. Oh, oh man. I was going to fly a plane into the FedEx building. I tried to kill three pilot co-workers and then fly a FedEx plane into FedEx. Oh, that's a better idea. Yeah. yeah, We both have same takes, different different vision. Yeah. Um, 
Now, Captain Sanders had multiple lacerations to his head, was stabbed in the right arm, and had a dislocated jaw. His right ear was almost completely severed. Sounds like a radium girl. So, now remember, he wasn't just hitting him with the hammer part of the hammer. It was a claw hammer, so he was also yeah, no, it's, clawing it up. Yeah. Jim Tucker's Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't get it done. Right? I mean, these are very aggressive weapons. Well, it just goes to show you that maybe the hammer is not as great as we think it is. The, the claw hammer? Because he's fucking... He walks in. Dude. Look, if you told me I walk into a room and I hit a guy three times in the head with a hammer and yeah. I hit another guy, those in my in my brain, those yeah. guys are out. Yes. You put a cross through them, you yes. check them off. Yeah. So clearly a hammer is not all it's meant to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I, I think we're, we're sniffing around our moral. <laughs> Um, Jim Tucker's skull was severely fractured, inclu- including a very large hole. He would slowly recover from his right side paralysis, but would have impaired use of his right arm and leg for the rest of his life. Jesus. And he lost sight in the eye. Callaway gouged. Andy Peterson also suffered several skull fractures, as well as a severed temporal artery. Oh, wow. So he's bleeding out. I mean, that's crazy. He's bleeding from head bleeding out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst kind of bleeding out. Your head just keeps pumping because it wants to get blood to your brain. It doesn't. It's not like we got to shut her down. No. Yeah, you're flying a plane while it's like <laughs> just wiping the blood off the wood. <laughs> um, the total damage to the plane was eighty eight hundred thousand dollars. In 1994, the three men were awarded the gold medal for heroism by the Airlines Pilots Association. That's the highest award a civil pilot. A civilian pilot can get. Uh, none of them have been cleared to fly commercial aircraft, and they won't be. But James Tucker has gone back to recreational flying. The plane involved in the struggle is still flying today, but we will be phased out in 2018. Jesus. That is crazy. It's good, right? That's crazy. Sexy. I'll show you a picture. Oh, my God. A picture. I do like a good picture. I've always loved a picture. Um, I'm trying to find a nice bloody picture. Oh, well, spoiler. Uh, well, this is, they made a movie out of it, I guess, because that's... Yeah, it was called Snakes on a Plane. They changed a bunch of stuff, though. <laughs> I don't think Snakes on a Plane was real or based on anything real. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Yeah. There's a claw hammer on this motherfucking plane! All I can find is a... Uh, Give me something. Yeah, the, I can't find the pictures I found before, but wow, I did find a picture of uh, the redhead from Mad Men in, a, in Laundry. I'll look at that, sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that came up. I put a blood uh, Flight 705. <laughs> well, that's good for her. <laughs> Do you know you're the first picture under the search? <laughs> Maybe she was in the movie. I don't know. What was the movie? Uh, it, it, well, there's just pictures of a uh, of a. Uh, uh, there's pictures of what looks like a movie, but I don't know. They must have. Huh. I mean, how good could the movie have been? Not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless, oh, there's the shirt. The bloody shirt. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it just looks like he spilled barbecue all over himself. Well, maybe he was eating from his ear. He, he, maybe he just had ribs. Oh, here you go. Look at that. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my dude. You know, I gotta say, pilots are fucking awesome. Pilots are pretty good people. Can we just say how fucking yeah. amazing pilots are? Yeah. Because you put these guys in Scully. Uh, yeah, Sully Sullenberger. I mean, that shit. I mean, it's just fucking amazing. I mean, doing a barrel roll with a DC-10. That is, well, dude. This is what we gotta do right now. It's, upside it's, down. It be the only thing where, where reality matches movies. Well, this – I mean, everything you just said sounds like uh, – like, if if a lot of that was in a movie, I'd be like, no. Come on right. now. No, you would be it's like – It's a little much, on, isn't it? Come on. Oh, yeah. Flip it upside down. Throw it on autopilot. Uh, all right. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at The Dollop. You can follow us on Instagram, Dollop Podcast. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Anything else? Nope. Patreon. Patreon, yeah. If you want to donate to Patreon, please head over there to the dollop uh, Patreon page. We're signing cars! Thank you. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 